I'm Monty Church, and welcome to one of the most beautiful places in all the Northwest, at Wallala Lake, near Joseph, Oregon. It's here where traditionally my family and I spend our summer vacations. It's not only a beautiful place, but it has tremendous significance for us as Native people. You see, this happens to be the historical home of our Nez Pierce people. Not only did this paradise location with its majestic mountain range and valleys provide for the needs of the Nez Perce people during the summer months, but interestingly, these surrounding canyons are where they camp during the winter for protection from the harsh winter weathers. This actual valley location is known today as the Joseph Winter Refuge. Nestled in this mountain valley area is the gorgeous Waloa Lake that not only provides great fishing, but also irrigation to the surrounding fertile ranch lands. Wildlife is everywhere. There is not only deer and elk, but a lot of bird life. And one bird in particular that may be heard hooting at night is the great gray owl. It's the native legend about these owls, these quiet, flying, big-eyed birds that are often referred to as the death angels. And that I would like to use today to introduce our new episode. So please allow me, if you will, to talk to you today about a vital teaching from the Book of Heaven, which will bring you much hope and a clear understanding about this somber subject of death. Let's face it, friends. All of us have to deal with this reality at one time or another. But the wonderful thing is, God in His wonderful love has provided a way to face this problem with peace, hope, and courage. Listen to his words of hope. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Should not perish, Jesus says. But to many, death is a very painful and scary subject and as a result of not understanding how God deals with it, many strange ideas have evolved concerning death. For example, many of the Nez Perce people believe that when one hears the hooting of the owl, it is a bad omen that signals the coming of death. Several other native tribes, including my own Mohican nation, historically believe that the hooting of the owl to be a sign of imminent death to those who are sick. The Apache believed that even if you dreamed about these birds in your sleep, it was a sign of approaching doom. Even to this day, there are many when one's time to die may be approaching, 
These big-eyed owls hooting is often referred to as the time that they believe the owl is calling their name. That's why, my friends, I'm so pleased to show you today in this episode that you don't have to be afraid, but you can have hope and peace that comes from understanding the Creator's plan concerning death. The Book of Heaven assures us that, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. First of all, it's so important to see how our Creator Himself feels about this sensitive subject. When God formed man, He gave him the breath of life. It was never His plan that we should ever know death. You know, it's so like when I remember the joy of first holding my newborn grandson in my arms. All I only wished for him then and now was the utmost happiness and joy life can give him, and I committed myself to do all I can to make these things happen for him. And so it was the same with our Heavenly Father when He created man. He wanted to see all of us to be eternally happy, because you see, that is what brings Him His greatest and personal joy. That is the essence of pure love. Right from the beginning, Wanting only the best in life for mankind, God created a beautiful garden home paradise for Adam and his families to live in. In a sense, it is so much like this beautiful home where the Nez Perce once lived in peace. But because back in Eden, our first parents deliberately chose to listen to the evil persuasions of Satan, which ultimately led to going against God's loving principles of right living, they lost their right to their paradise home. The result of that devastating fateful choice was destruction, decay, and death that comes from believing Satan's lies. Friends, there are two important facts that God wishes us to understand. First, God has never allowed death to come to us as a punishment for our wrongdoings. The decay and death that came to man was something mankind brought upon himself as a result of choosing to go against God's loving principles of safety and true happiness. The other fact is that our Creator allows death to come to us to deliver us from the pain, the stress, and the decay that we've had to experience in this sinful, broken world. And it will remain this way until He makes all things new for us in that wonderful land where everyone who chooses to love God will also love to live in an honest and honorable way of life. The Book of Heaven puts it this way, For so he giveth his beloved sleep. The Lord allows death to provide us rest from the pain of this world until he comes again to take us to our heavenly home. And you'll see in this study that he even deals with death in a loving way. While losing their paradise home was painful to Adam and Eve, it was nothing compared to what it did to our Heavenly Father. His heart for them was truly broken. It is so much like the story that we know today about Chief Joseph and his Nez Perce people who were driven away from this paradise home to the place of almost extinction. Sadly, the government even outlawed their return even after they would have died to be buried back here in their beloved homeland. 
Chief Joseph's grave site can only be seen in northern Washington state many miles from here, which is truly sad. Of course, in Chief Joseph's case, it all came as a result of their rebellion because of their paradise home being taken from them by greedy, powerful, dominant people. As they attempted to flee to Canada to escape persecution, many of the older Nez Perce people died along the way. They were not able to keep up with the grueling march, and at that time several were heard in their final words saying that they heard the owl calling their name. Death is so sad, and every time we go by a graveyard, we are reminded that someone's loved one is at rest there, and that someday we too shall go to our final rest. What often happens that makes death such a sad subject is that we actually don't understand what happens when a person dies. As a result, there's a lot of confusion and unfounded ideas that cause a lot of sorrow, pain, fear, and heartache. As our Savior, Jesus saw these confusing misunderstandings hurting his children. The Bible says Jesus wept. It also says, the Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. But we don't have to be confused. God has a plan of rescue that brings hope to our hurting hearts. And how our Creator handles this issue, we find to be very simple, clear, and wonderfully merciful. You see, the reason our Creator is grieved over the problem of death is because he has created us for eternity, to live forever with him. The Book of Heaven says death was never, ever a part of God's plan or His intention for us. Death has broken our Lord's heart, just as a mother or father's heart is broken when they see their children going through hardships in life, or when they have to face the issues of death. The Book of Heaven says that God loves to give us life. You see, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So why would God allow His children the greatest masterpiece of his creative power to be lost to him through death. Friends, it's only because we have chosen to close our hearts to his loving principles of true happiness and eternal life to the place that sadly he has to let us go. So God is crying when he says to you, oh, how can I give you up? How can I let you go? Put all your rebellion behind you and find yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die? Friends, we're so valuable to God. When we live in harmony with Him, it allows Him to give us true peace and fulfillment, not only to us, but to Him, because He sees that it keeps us from destroying ourselves. Much like we get in watching our children and grandchildren growing up, loving life and being successful, like the illustration I gave you about holding my grandson for the first time. I wanted to be the best grandpa this little boy could ever have. I wanted more than anything to do what would truly make his life happy. Likewise, making us happy throughout eternity gives our Creator his greatest fulfillment. Loving you and me brings him his greatest joy. Jesus always refers to death only as a sleep. By sleep, he means that the death we experience is something that is mercifully temporary. 
not eternal. Jesus made this very clear when it came to describing the death of his friend Lazarus. The Book of Heaven tells us what happened when Jesus' disciples learned that Lazarus, who'd been sick, had died. Then Jesus said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them then plainly, Lazarus is dead. Jesus calls this first earthly death a sleep because it's like only an instant that goes by until we experience Jesus' second coming. At that glorious time, he'll awaken us or resurrect us back to life. The experience of death is like an instant of time because there's a complete unawareness of the passing of time when we are in the sleep of death. The Book of Heaven puts it this way, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but those who believe in Christ shall be changed. Death is only like a moment in the twinkling of an eye. When the trumpet sounds, we will be resurrected and will be given glorious bodies that will never die. Then what is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? What fun it was on the tram coming up here in the mountain above the great Wallawa Lake. Going back to our subject, I'd like to illustrate what Jesus was trying to explain to his disciples of how he deals with death. When I was younger, my brothers and I loved it when we went to visit our grandparents. We had such a great time playing with the horses, playing in the haymow, in the barns, everywhere, and we were exhausted even though we didn't realize it, at the end of the day, when it came time to go home. When we got into the car to head home, just a couple miles down the road, we fell sound asleep. We didn't even realize what was happening all the way home. And when we got home, we were still sound asleep. And my dad would pick up our lifeless bodies, carry them into the house, put us into our pajamas put us to bed. We didn't even realize it and we wake up in the morning and we say, where am I? And I look and here we are home. The last thing we remembered was getting in the car at grandma and grandma's place. That's the way the Lord deals with death. That's what he wishes for us to experience concerning this subject. You see, friends, there is no passing of time that is realized in death. There is no feelings of coldness or sorrowful thinking. And no matter if we died like Adam's son Abel did at the beginning of time on this earth, or whether we should die 15 minutes just before Jesus returns, for both death is but an instant experience. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. For their memory or thoughts are gone. Also their love, their hatred, and their envy have now perished. But when we are resurrected at Christ's second advent, only then will our thinking and our memory be restored from where our last thoughts ended before we died. Knowing the truth of God's plan gives great hope that we can share and encourage others. This understanding can give peace to those who are facing the unknown 
in passing to the rest. It's wonderful to tell those who are dying the good news that really they aren't going to die, meaning that God in His mercy isn't going to let them die eternally. They may have to sleep for what seems to be only an instant, but then they will awaken at Jesus' second coming. Those who have chosen to live for Jesus will be raised by Him in that resurrection morning to live with Him forever. As we have seen, death is a quick, twinkling of an eye experience. But after we are resurrected, we will be given brand new bodies that will never die again. The Bible says, Let me tell you a wonderful mystery. Human bodies may die, but those who believe in Christ will be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. When the trumpet sounds, the dead will be resurrected and given bodies that will never die. Won't it be wonderful to never know sickness or growing old again? That's God's wish for us. But also, because we sleep, unaware of anything in death, it takes away the fearful and wrong teachings of ideas such as purgatory or hellfire punishment or spirit prisons. You see, the book of heaven is perfectly clear here. In death we have no realization of anything until the second coming of Jesus. It also takes away the idea that our loved ones who die are looking down on us today, witnessing the hardships of those that are left behind and the problems that they're going through. It puts everything in God's hands. He is in full control. We are like the wonderful old hymn says when we die, we are sealed and safe in the arms of Jesus. So knowing these truths, today God warns us about Satan's evil spirit harassing those who are left behind by impersonating and appearing as the spirits of the dead. That's the same lie he's been telling, starting with Eve, back in the Garden of Eden. God warns us in the Book of Heaven. When people tell you to consult mediums and spiritists who know nothing about the future, why do you listen to them? Shouldn't God's people go to their God for help? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? The dead know nothing. They can't help you. You need to pay attention to the laws and the testimonies that God has given you. If anyone speaks contrary to these, it's because that person has no light in them. The Book of Heaven tells us that we need to study for ourselves God's plans for our lives. The scripture says that we need not blindly take what other people say, but check with God's word of what is true. God says, come now, let us reason together. If we would just take to heart God's biblical plan of how he handles death, it will all make complete sense. You will be at peace knowing that during life or death, God is keeping you safe in his heart. Listen to what he tells all. Verily, truly I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed from death to life. And then he says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Fear not. These are precious promises. But we must be on guard because today there's a lot of confusion out there. There are many spiritual leaders today who in their desire to comfort their followers 
teach that one goes straight to heaven at the time of their death. But this poses a problem, as God is the judge as to whether or not a person is safe to save or not. That decision doesn't belong to anyone but God. And just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes the judgment. Friends, when we see the way the Creator in His love and mercy handles the questions of life and death, it gives me hope and calms my stresses. And that is only possible because I know God is in complete control of every phase of my life if I choose to surrender all to Him as my Savior and my Lord. Death has never been a part of God's life-giving nature. He only longs for us to know joy and happiness forever. Listen to what he says. I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So these are the important points to review. We are created to live forever. Jesus taught that death is like a sleep, where the experience of death is only a momentary experience for us. God's plan in death protects us and our loved ones from the harassments of evil powers. God's judgment of our life is determined by our acceptance or not of God's will for us today, before we die. That is why it's so important that we choose to be on God's side before we face death, because after a person dies, their probationary time ends and their eternal fate is sealed. Knowing the facts about death not only relieves stress, but gives us hope for the future. I think of a dear friend Dan Gabosh, who felt the pain of losing his precious child. It was a very sad and very stressful experience for Dan and his wife Gina, to say the least. Uh, before I knew the Lord, um, you know, I didn't really know what happened at death. And so death to me was a stressor. Death to me, uh, I didn't know how to handle death. But once I studied the Word, once I studied the Scriptures, I began to understand what death was all about. And, and this really helped me in, in, a, in a tragic event that happened in our lives. Our son was born with congenital heart failure. And at that moment, you know, I began to wonder, you know, what's gonna happen to him? Uh, but you know, we were, we were lucky. He didn't die right away, but we were able to have him for approximately seven months. But because I knew what happened at death. I was able to face his death in a lot better way. You know, one of my favorite stories is in the, the book of Job and how he handled stress. Uh, in Job chapter one, it tells us that he lost everything. He lost his health, he lost his wealth, and even lost family members. But he was able to go through that stress. Why? Because he had faith in God. There are stressors that can hurt us physically, mentally, if we don't take care of them. So we need to give those to our Creator and He will help us deal with those things. One of the things that Jesus says was, let all the people that have burdens come unto me and I will give you rest. I'm reminded of a story in the book of Mark, Mark 4, chapter, chapter 4, verses 35 to 37 where the, the Lord there invites His disciples to cross over the lake to go to the other side. And one thing we need to keep in mind with this story is that, that the Lord was with them in the boat. 
And guess what happened? A great storm came upon that sea. And the disciples, forgetting that Jesus was asleep in the back, it says they became afraid uh, because they, all they saw was the storm around them. And I don't know what kind of storm you may be facing today, but if you turn your heart and your life to Jesus, He can calm any storm that you're going through. One aspect of the medicine wheel, of course, deals with our spiritual health. So I'm inviting you today to cast your cares upon our Creator, for He will help you, He will strengthen you, and He will guide you. Like my friend Dan, we can have peace of mind when we put this business of death in God's hands completely. If you continue to trust in your heart the truths of God, you can be certain that you have eternal life. You know, when my mother died, it all hit me. Life and living is what God is all about. Up to that point, he had kept her little heart ticking for 95 years. Truly, God is love. He who believes in Jesus and have accepted him as their Lord and Savior shall never experience eternal death. But you may say, how do I know that I really believe in the saving grace of Christ? Let me ask you these simple questions. Do you long to live in a land where everybody desires to live according to God's will, in true peace and harmony, and with Him and with each other? Are you getting tired of the meanness and the selfishness that we see all around us in the world today? Are you tired of the harassments you may be experiencing from evil powers and all the lawlessness that daily plague us all? Do you long for a life where we'll never get sick or old again? Do you wish to learn more and more about God's loving ways of protecting us, giving us true, genuine happiness? Do you long more and more to live in a heavenly place where everybody will live forever and guard against the sinful ways that bring sorrow and death from ever getting started again? Are you becoming more and more thankful that we have a loving Savior who has worked out a way to save us? A loving Father who wants only the best for your life and mine? Are you seeing more and more how His loving principles of life are the only ways that make sense? Do you dream of always living and never having to leave the paradise homeland that God is preparing for each of us today? If you can say yes to these questions, then you have the faith that God is looking for. Because of Jesus' great love for you and me, we can have peace and confidence in knowing that He's going to follow through in giving us eternal life that knows no end. One of my favorite texts is where Jesus says to you and to me, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. What hope you and I have as Jesus followers. I think of the tombstone marker of Yellow Wolf, the close patriot warrior partner of Chief Joseph that simply reads, Lost Cause. Yes, the Nez Pierce people lost the peace they once had in this beautiful country. It's a sad story, so much like the plague of sin that took away our first home in Eden. But praise to our Creator that He has worked things out for life eternal to be restored to you and me again. The day is soon coming when God will restore us to our heavenly home. One, 
that we'll never be forced to leave like this once peaceful home of the Nest Pierce brothers and sisters. All will be ours simply because we choose to be there where everyone there only wishes to live according to God's righteous ways of true peace and happiness. I want to be one of these people that inherits this land, don't you? By our connection today with Jesus, we have the great hope that our lives are not a lost cause. Eternal life has been restored once again to us, and our new heavenly home is just a twinkle of an eye away. I am so thankful for this, aren't you? The big question today is, where do we stand in our daily relationship with Jesus? Are we learning to allow Him to lead us in everything we do? Should the proverbial owl call your name, where do you stand today in your relationship with God? The answer is simple, my friends. It's found in the principal message that we close all of our episodes with. Let only the good spirit guide you.